0: And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mind Body Musings Podcast. This is your host, Madeline Moon, and you're listening to episode 313 of the show. I'm going to be sharing with you an interview that I did on the great man podcast with my friends, Dominic Cortuccio and Brian Stacy. They have a wonderful podcast that is for, um, they have a lot of women in their audience, but it's also a great podcast for really down to earth. I don't like to say normal men, but just like your average man who's not super duper into the spiritual world. So they bring these topics around healthy masculinity and goal structure to their audience to help break it down and spiritualize it, so to say, to bring a little bit more healthy, divine, masculine into their listenership. But with that said, they have a very high uh, listenership that are a very high ratio of, of listenership that are women. And this podcast ended up being, I think, in their top five of all podcasts and in it, we talked about the five ways that men lose credibility with women. So these are also the five things on the flip side that men can start doing to help make their women feel safe. And that they can trust him and how they can show up in these divinely masculine ways with rich consciousness and support and groundedness. These five things are are things that most likely women feel all the time, but they don't know how to express it. They don't know how to put it into words of what they need. They need these five things, but unless you're doing this work, this yogic intimacy work, you don't have the vocabulary for it. So hopefully you listening to this podcast, you'll be nodding your head and going, yep, yep, yep. Hopefully, you'll now be introduced to two amazing men, Brian Stacey and Dominic Cortuccio, that you will go listen to their podcast, go subscribe to their show. I also had Dominic on the podcast already, and it was highly, highly popular. Uh, the episode is called How to Make Your Love Darker and Goals Lighter, because he's great at both those things. So trust me, you'll want to listen to that episode if you haven't listened to it yet, especially after this one. If you're digging this, what we talk about in today's show, this is a great episode for you to just send to that special man in your life. And without expectation, without explanation, but rather just a surprise episode here, I think you might like this. And if you're really digging it, I also have a free PDF on my website if you go to madimoon.com forward slash free gift you'll see there's a matching PDF for this. It's called The Five Ways Men Lose Credibility with Women. And so if you go there, you can click on that and you will see this awesome little PDF that has all of these bullets that I cover in today's episode on there. So you can just put in your email and you'll get this free PDF one-pager with... um, these on there that you can print out and you can have in your little binder or you can give to your partner and then they can keep it on hand but who doesn't love a good list i love a good list so does dominic their podcast is full of good lists and concrete bullets to make things simplified and i really appreciate that i won't have many announcements for today's episode but i do want to give you a small one i am living in a beautiful two bedroom light-filled house in Woodstock. And I have a car. What? Just last week, I was living in my Airstream. I'd been in this Airstream in a community area for about four months. And I'm going to have, this is going to be the next podcast, I believe. I'm going to go all into that, all into the highs, the lows, um, how my relationship was put under immediate pressure from the get-go, which is how I like to do relationships, it turns out, and how we now are protecting our relationship by getting out of the community and now um, separating where he works from where we live and me getting my privacy back and my space back. And oh, the little girl inside of me that needed some space and freedom is feeling so fed, but also the queen within me is feeling so fed. She has her queendom back. She is Ah, the mama bear, the head honcho of her household, side by side, the king, of course. And I feel like I can breathe again. It's not easy living in a, an airstream. Trust me, it's not. It can be pretty glorious at the beginning, but then there are some things about it that become quite challenging. And there's so many blessings that came with being in that beautiful community and, you know, being by this gorgeous lake and a pond and Uh, having so many inspirational people around me, but also balance, 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 balance. We also need to have time to ourselves and space. These things are really important, not just for our own nervous system, but definitely for relationships. So stay tuned for that update, most likely next week. Okay, I just have one more thing to share with you, and that is my group Program the Sisu Society. This group is becoming so amazing. Oh my God, my heart and soul is just like lit up when I go into the Facebook page and I see all these pictures of people doing intro posts and sharing their heart and what brought them there and how they connected with the podcast and what they're looking for in regards to their divine feminine within and a healthier masculine within and having a community for their spiritual interests, and also just learning how to feel and how to have emotions and be free in that vulnerable state, even on their own. This program is, ha- oh my gosh, I'm just, I'm so delighted to see it growing on its own. It's taking this own life. It's creating life, and it would not have been born if I didn't have this very crucial time to slow down and get this vision of the CCU society. This program is this wonderful, delightful in-between space when you're wanting more than the podcast, but you're not quite ready for my eight-week course, which is the Feminine Spirit School, or my one-on-one coaching, where you can still be getting more intimate and private work with me, and also have community. So it's only $19 a month. You get two live calls. There's embodiment practices. There are teachings. And then there's follow-up home play and then conversation about what we're working through. So if you're wanting that next level, you want a community, and you also want a more intimate space to be doing this work and learn practices that I would not be, I'm not sharing on my podcast because there are things that are they require a more sacred space to do. So I don't feel respon I don't feel it would be responsible for me to teach some things that I teach in a podcast platform because there's no container for it. And that's why I created the Sisu Society. That way I had a container for some of these deeper meditations and practices so that there was also a space for follow-up questions. Because if you do some of these things Without a container or without feeling led, it can be messy and it can lead to more frustration. And so therefore, we have this great platform and group. So therefore, that we can go deeper. And if you are ready for one-on-one coaching, I have one spot that is opening up this month. And I provide three-month, six-month, and year-long coaching. We meet every other week for up to 60 minutes. And there's unlimited email support in between. This is for... The souls who are ready to take that much deeper dive and are ready to go into a container and incubate in their dreams, whether that is having more feminine and masculine, or that is creating a beautifully divine, safe relationship, or building a business, a podcast, a coaching business. If you're a photographer or you're a jewelry maker or painter, an artist, or a yoga teacher, um, I've worked with it all across the board. If you have any dreams and you want to be held accountable, even if it's to rest more and to cheer yourself on more, you need that safe safe space for sacred venting, not just messy, uninhibited venting, but to have your venting and your, your, your stuff to be held and also guided and to know what that deeper message is from the venting. That's what coaching is fabulous for. We find out what those sticky points in your life are calling for. Maybe it's more structure, more more safety, more boundary. That's the magic that happens within coaching. And I also do coach men. So after listening to this podcast, and if you're a man and you want to be held by someone that is all about feminine responsibility and can also be on your team and on your side and you can be heard and felt by a feminine being, reach out to me. I would love to have a conversation with you. We can get started with single sessions or we can go right into a longer container. I'm pretty flexible when it comes to coaching men. So if you are interested and you want to first have a time that we set aside to get to know each other. Of course, that's complimentary for us to dive in deeper. Reach out to me and we will get that on the calendar. And for all of you women who've been listening to this podcast for ages, if you have a man in your life that would benefit for something like this, reach out to me or have him reach out to me and let's get this ball rolling because that's one of those things I feel so passionate about these days is us women need to be doing our work and men, there's so many things that we women know we desire from men and it takes a container to be able to go deep into that work and it can't always be in your partnership that's one of the pillars of my relationship with my partner is that I'm not his coach and I'm not going to be teaching him about the masculine that's that doesn't feel good and so I don't take that role in my relationship there are other people that can take that role with him and men's groups and and so I I wouldn't also want all of the coaching that I need to come from my partner. So I have a coach. And that's where I'll leave that for today. Oh, enjoy this episode. Go subscribe to The Great Man podcast with Dominic and Brian. I think you're just going to love it. And I look forward to hearing your thoughts by leaving us a review on iTunes or commenting on Instagram what your thoughts were and what you learned. Thank uh... you.
2: Hey, before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to remind you of the free resources that we have available for download at doinnerwork.com. Many of you have found these already and they're very popular, but if you haven't before, head over to doinnerwork.com forward slash books for three separate book lists that we've put together for you in these easy downloadable PDF formats. We have 18 books that every leader, business leader must read. 12 books that every man must read, and then 15 books written by women that we love. Doinnerwork.com forward slash books, and you have all those PDFs available for download. And then also, two of our most popular episodes around five ways to become a mentally tougher man and five ways to last longer in bed, we created PDFs for those as well. So head over to doinnerwork.com forward slash five practices innerwork.com forward slash five practices. It's the number five and then practices all one word to get the five ways to become a mentally tougher man, five ways to last longer in bed. And then finally, before we jump into today's episode, I have a request for you. If you have listened to three or more of our podcasts, chances are that means that you like what you're hearing. Would you be so kind as to go to Apple podcasts and leave us a rating and a review? leaving us a five-star rating and a review allows other people who are coming across our podcast for the very first time to know that we are worth listening to. And as a result, we're able to grow our listenership and in growing our listenership. That way we can bring on more amazing guests, dedicate more time and energy to making this a top notch show. And Brian and I've been pouring our hearts and souls into this. So if you've listened to three or more podcasts, would you consider leaving us a rating on Apple podcasts? Let's get into today's show. Hey, this is Dominic, and this is your home for the cutting-edge conversations on optimizing your personal performance, lighting up your sex life, and living a purpose-driven life of your own design. These are the topics that Dominic and I have both struggled with in our own lives and still
3: don't always get right. This is Brian. Welcome to The Great Man Podcast.
2: Madeline Moon not only has one of the coolest names that you're ever going to come across, She happens to be a friend of both Brian and I and does tremendous work as a coach to women who are in a constant state of doing and productivity and achieving, who are looking to reconnect with their more feminine essence. Now, if you've been listening to our show for any length of time, you know that Brian and I love bringing on coaches to women because over the course of their years of experience, they've worked with hundreds or even thousands of women And have a particular line of insight into what is really going on in the minds and in the hearts of the women that they serve, what their fears and insecurities are, what we as men do to drive them nuts, and then what we as men can do to connect with them, to light them up sexually, intimately, to support them, to serve them. And so that's why I wanted to bring Madeline on the show today. Madeline, for the past six years, has been running the wildly popular Mind Body Musings podcast, which on Apple Podcasts is a top 50 all-time in the category of self-improvement in both the United States and Great Britain. So we've got (laughs) podcast envy in, in that respect. And she joins us today, fellas, to educate us on the ways in which we lose credibility with women. And she's generated a list of the top five ways that men lose credibility with women based on what she synthesized from the hundreds of female clients that she's worked with over the years. Let's get into it. Madeline, it is so awesome to have you on, one of our favorite people. And Brian, I know you have a nickname for Madeline. Yeah, I don't know if this is an
3: actual nickname. It's just something that's been coming to me. And it's just, it's Mad Moon.
1: Mad Moon.
3: Yeah, I don't know how you feel about that. And I, I wasn't going to. There it is. There's <laughs> the Mad Moon.
2: <laughs> you all can't see her, but she just flashed like two peace signs and yeah. had the shoulders shrugs. It looked pretty badass. It was very endearing to me. Oh,
3: Mad Moon. Yes, we're doing Aww. a podcast with Mad Moon. I love this. So-
2: now, Mad Moon, you had a beautiful post on Instagram yesterday about eight things that will introduce people to you. And there was one thing that really stood out above them all for me, at least personally is that your favorite food is any kind of nut butter.
1: Yes. Yes, yes, yes.
2: Now, not all nut butters are created equal. So I need you to put these following three nut butters in a hierarchy. And I just would like to remind you that your credibility is at stake here.
1: Bring it. Mad Moon's ready.
2: Mad Moon, we're looking at peanut butter, almond butter, Justin's chocolate hazelnut butter. And there is a correct answer to all of these.
0: For
1: me, you just read it in the correct order. Yeah. I would do peanut butter, almond butter, Justin's, hazelnut, delicious, sugary-ish. And I'm guessing you would put it in the opposite order?
2: That is correct. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah. Brian over here, as you were providing your answer, he was cringing for you.
1: Mm. Yeah. Because he knew I was going to fail. But yeah. I surprised you because I knew yeah. what you were going to choose.
3: <laughs> you, knew, you knew what we wanted and you're like, no. I'm not doing that. I'm not Mm-mm. going there. I commented on your Instagram post yesterday and I said, "Hey Dominic, it seems like nut butter is a theme for us here." Yeah. And then I realized what that may have sounded like afterwards <laughs> given our topic of conversation around nut butter, but I was I was literally referencing the nut butter you talked about around the hazelnut and the almond butters and yes. everything else. And I said that because Gina De who was on with us, she said she eats like 5 of these things a week or a month. 5 containers like a week. 5 containers. Yeah. And so I literally meant Nut butter, not the
2: other nut butter. Right. What's
1: the other nut butter? Mm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, does that give you a hint, Madeline?
1: I know what it is. I just wanted it's, to see it's what common.
2: you would <laughs> do. Okay. It's coming. Yeah, but, yeah. Brian, yeah. but <laughs> okay, so Brian just is going to cut right through the yeah. crap. All right. Madeline, we were really excited to have you talk to our audience of men because I know that you are a coach primarily of women and you have an amazing podcast, Mind Body Musings, which you've been running for what, five or six years now?
1: Yeah, almost six.
2: Yeah, six years, which is kind of, you're really ahead of the curve. So can you just introduce yourself to our audience and let them know who you work with and who's typically the primary person that you're serving in the work that you do in this world?
1: So I won't do the whole full story of where I came from, but I used to be a fitness model and a bodybuilder and I had eating disorders throughout that time. And I kind of came out of the closet, so to say, to talk about, hey, I've got this fit body and here are all the sacrifices it took to get here. And as I've done this work over the past six years, and I would say for the past three years, it's been a pivot into the feminine essence and the masculine essence, which we'll get into today. But I realized that this harmony that I had And the way that I was viewing being a woman and feminine energy is what kept me going into bodybuilding and trying to create this physical armor, which was muscle and getting thinner and having this fast metabolism and being one of the guys because I had so much judgment around the feminine and women in particular. So over the past three years, I've made it my life's core desire to go deeper into my feminine and to slow down. Those are the two words that are the deepest for me in my life. And um, instead of being so reactive and speeding up and making everything hustle esque and quick and hard and rigid, I've really tried to learn how to be and how to embrace what is. And that is who I serve. I serve women who are looking for more community, looking for more sisterhood. I serve a lot of women who feel like they are the only one of their kinds. And then I can introduce them to a world of a whole bunch of other people just like them, highly intuitive beings who feel a lot of things, who want to help the world and just want to love themselves.
2: Madeline, it was really cool when I asked you in a prep for this conversation, I'm like, what are the ways that you see men showing up or not showing up that erodes trust and credibility in the women that that you coach, but also from your own personal experience? And you've got a pretty Provocative list here, so why don't you hit us with? I, I am mm. giving my pen out and ready to take you. <laughs> you should here yeah, we go. Let's <laughs> go.
1: So I wrote five things, and I'm going to start with number three. And this one's very important to me, so also probably why I'm bringing it up. One way that women will stop trusting men, their men, the men in general, is hesitation. Hesitation is really big, and so this goes into to a man who wants to lead and is a little bit afraid whatever you are about to do that is going to take the lead, do it with even more fervor than you're already planning to do it, even more fervor. Because most likely when you're looking her in the eyes and telling her what to do, or like, go get dressed, baby. We're going out to dinner at seven o'clock. We're going to go to this place, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, no. I, my encouragement in that moment would be to, I mean, depending on your woman. Maybe this is just me, and I'm projecting here, but grab her by the hair and make her look you in the eyes and say, "Daddy knows what's best." <laughs> Doesn't if you matter. To this she,
3: podcast, please do exactly that.
1: <laughs> she may have not been into the idea of Indian food before, but she is now. Like, it's not about where you're going most of the time. It's really not about where you're going. It's just about the mistrust of the masculine. So, especially if you're going on this journey of proving her wrong, because her belief might be, I can't trust any masculine. If you want to prove her wrong, you do it with fervor. You do not be afraid because she will resist it, most likely. Rightly so. Again, there's been a lot of reasons to mistrust the masculine. So, if you're a man that's doing your work and you're really showing up in this world and you're ready to show up for her and lead her because you trust yourself. And you also know how to listen to her, right? This isn't about ignoring her needs. That's not what I'm saying. It's not gaslighting where she has a concern and you ignore it. A lot of this will be trial and error to see how she responds. But there's a difference between, I don't care what you're saying. We're going to go do what I want to do. And this is a beautiful moment for me to let her rest into my guidance. And as long as you are with your heart, you'll be doing that one. You won't be doing the first one.
3: I got chills literally on my arms as you're talking about this idea of hesitation because I've been in, in times that, like, where do you want to go to eat? I don't know. Where do you want to go to eat, right? Ma, 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 in Ugh. the sameness. Yeah. And when you said the part, it's not about the outcome. It's not about where we're going, doing whatever, but it's about the process and how we get there. And that's where the masculine can step in. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of freedom in that because I think the decision that we're always worried about is like, is it the right restaurant? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Literally doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And the thing that you said that was so subtle, I got to double click on it is if you are hesitating around, "Uh, I think we're going to go to dinner here tonight. It sounds like it's a good place to go. It doesn't convey a lot of conviction in that. And she's reading like, you don't even trust yourself. Why should I trust you? Therefore, I can't relax and let my guard down. Now I have to make another decision as to, is this the right place for me? And then that causes her to step away from her feminine essence of feeling, of relaxing, of and over time, those micro interactions then will call her to question your leadership abilities. And that's why. And then it compounds itself, right? So the next time you try and make a non-fervor decision or you do something without fervor, she's gonna poke at that. And that's when guys get frustrated and they they're like, ah, oh, she's just never satisfied. Well, it's because Of what the man is transmitting in his masculine
1: and she may end up complaining She may end up complaining about it or resenting you secretly and always come back to this example of the river Like if you take away that really, like a a river needs a solid riverbed And if that's no longer a nice rounded riverbed and instead it's flat. It's just like the ground It's no longer a river So hesitation is really important. And I also want to look at that in terms of your physical nature to me Again, a lot of this is like my experience, but this is also what I've heard with my clients as well and friends. Again, we want to know that you are leading strongly and with conviction and moving forward. And same thing as when you're pulling us in or you're touching us. Intentional touch and weight. We, as the feminine, are energy. So we're kind of all over the place. What do we love? Weight. What do we love? Depth. And we want you to bring that to us. So do not be afraid. We're not fragile little dolls. We want you to grasp our arms with purpose. Like, is that an accidental grasp? Like, we don't want to be questioning whether or not you're trying to merely like get our attention, or if you're trying to pull us in. Oh, That's, every
3: every game of footsie that I ever played is now replaying in
2: my head.
1: <laughs> yeah, should really give us that foot.
2: Give Just give that foot. that foot. Yes. What you're saying, though, Madeline, is really important. It's and again, it's it comes down to refinement of consciousness. So. There's a difference between being a bull in a China shop who just grabs a, a woman and then yanks her towards and she gets whiplash because her head snapped back because you heard that this was the thing that you yeah. were supposed to do, and like you're just following an order and an instruction, versus like really listening to the nuance of what Madeline is saying around there should be a firm grasp, there should mm-hmm. be authority, there should be conviction, but it also should be calibrated to your specific partner and refined over time. So that she can feel that that movement is specifically engineered for her based on all of your interactions, based on how she moves, based on what she's shown in the past. So it becomes like this real conscious, nuanced experience of just grabbing her and pulling your, her towards you versus the bull in the china shop who just heard a thing on a yeah, podcast it. and is yanking her. I love it. It's not insert program and do X, Y, Z. Which we like to do sometimes as guys. One
1: of my best friends is a Thai massage teacher, and she would always say, and I think this is really relevant, you can only go too fast, not too deep. So if Uh, you notice in Thai, if you're giving someone a massage, you can go deeper, 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 as long as you're going slow. So the mistake is going too fast, and too fast is unconscious.
2: Wow. Oh, wow. Yes. I love that. So you can you can only go too fast, not too deep, and mm-hmm. the depth it has to be measured in terms of the speed with which you go deep.
1: Yeah, you feel her moment to moment basis. Like, is she responding to this well? Can I feel her heart as I'm leaning in, leaning in more? Yes. Where is she now? Where is she now? Where is she? Yeah, and just continuously breathing her in. And feeling oh, I love I at. love
2: that visual. That's so. If good. See her
1: twitch. Probably not.
2: Yeah, if you see her twitch, it's there's a hesitation on her end. That that's probably like okay, maybe. Pause where you're at right now or check in on some level. So, this is great. So, what's the next one?
1: The next one is integrity on what you can and cannot handle. So, So, I'm going to go straight into an example just to give this some context. Let's say that you have a nine to five, you're busy thinking about work all day long, answering people's requests, answering the phone, you're in the car, you're heading home, you want to know that when you get home, you're going to get what you need. If your partner has been missing you because the feminine, she's the one on the side of like more love, more love, more love. So if she is excited for you to get home and maybe she's coming home from her own job and she's looking forward to talking with you and you get there and she blasts you with her love and her conversation and you're not ready for it, she will be okay if you say, I want to listen all about your day, but I need one hour to go to my man cave to just like take off my shoes and find myself and come home to me So that I can be with you. That is really sexy. Well, again, what we need is we don't need you to talk with us the first hour you get home from work. We might think we need that, but we don't really need that. What we need is to be able to trust you that when we are with you, you are really with us. So we would rather you tell us exactly what you need and give us that clarity. I can't now, but I will in an hour. That is so sexy and makes us feel relaxed. Because what might happen if you don't do that and you're so afraid to set that boundary is you stop wanting to come home at all because you don't know how to communicate that you need an hour. So instead, you go to the local bar and you get a drink there because that's the only way you think you can get an hour of like alone time. And then you're not coming home at all and she's wondering what's happening here. And there's mystery. So you would be shocked at how beautiful the feminine will respond to your clarity about you knowing what you need. It is so trustable.
2: This is a great example, Madeline, because like say for a lot of the guys that we ha- that also have families and kids and that nine to five is is more like a, a 7.30 to 6.30 PM, right? That's like a lot of the realities or they have traveling for a few days or weeks and they come back home. And now the partner's like, great, it's your turn with the kids. And here's all the things that have been happening since you've been gone. And you're right, like gets blasted sometimes with love but more likely this other stuff and the men when they come and complain to us about that it's typically like i just when i come home i do need that time but they don't know how to ask for it like and so what you're saying is is when a man does not know how to consciously ask for the time typically he'll say he'll get angry and he'll blow up back at the source and be like i'm so frustrated just leave me a fuck alone give me 30 minutes i don't need to But like he doesn't do it in a a way that communicates to her that at a particular point in time, Hmm. she will have 100% of his attention, his best energy. That is the most
1: important part to me. Yeah. You might listen to this podcast and take note of the asking for time, but it's not just that. It's not complete until you also give a stop time. There needs to be a container for it. And it doesn't have to just be like, so let's say you go on a business trip and she is exhausted and she does need your help and you get home She's like, great. Here, it's your responsibility. You can set other boundaries. So that sounds great. When I get home, I will do that minimum job requirement around taking care of the kids. But when it comes to sharing and talking about what happened to your mom, like that thing, because maybe you're going through a big family thing, I need to save that for Sunday. So I will do all of this. like Physically with my body, I can help with the kids. But emotionally, I know I need I need some time to just be in my own thoughts because you can make it work for you and what you need and listen to her needs. Or maybe you just say, I'm coming home. You probably need a break. I need a break. So let's bring in that sitter that we love and she'll take care of it for that night. And we can have some intentional alone time.
3: Yeah. I think as guys, we put these expectations on ourselves or they've been put on us by other people that we need to handle it all. And we have to say, yes, we have to take care of the kids. We have to do this. We have to hear about the mom. We have to do all of that. And often we don't take that time to slow down and say consciously, like, what do I need right now? And then we can communicate it. Oftentimes we can't communicate it because we don't actually know what it is. We're just feeling an emotion. And to Dominic's point, we explode. So I think this is great permission to just slow down, feel what we're actually feeling and state it because we want to connect. We want to have that spark
2: and that alive and a loveness. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Nice. Mm -hmm. So that was integrity. We had hesitation was the first one. What's the third one?
1: Mm-hmm. So the next one is not following through. Ooh, Yeah, this is a big one. If anyone out there has any wounds about someone not being there when they needed them, everyone. This <laughs> is a big one. You can either further a wound in someone or you can heal it. And I think you simply being maybe one of the first people in someone's life that says, I will call you at six and then call them at six wow, like integrity. It's like a healing of a wound. Or let's say you can't call it six, but you can call it eight because plans have shifted. You're a busy guy. You have a lot of responsibilities at work. Instead of you in your mind, like what you were saying, Brian, earlier, if we want to do it all, what I think happens with a lot of men is that they say, well, I will do it. I will call her deny. I will call her. It'll just be a little bit later and I'll, or maybe even earlier than I thought. I will do it though. And then you go on to your work, where in her house where she's near her phone, she's waiting and she's expecting you. And it's not pitiful on her part for doing that too, right? Like she's holding true to her word. She's not waiting there by the phone, but she is waiting there by the phone. She is like in her own life and doing her own things, but it's not needy of her to rely on someone that says they will do something. So if you realize your plans are changing, it does take That pause for you as a man to say, you know what, let me adjust my level, assess my levels here, and be honest, I can't do it at six. And instead of just trying, trying, trying to make it around six, let me just give a clear new container and text her, very simple. Hey, baby, I can't make it at six anymore, but I will call you at eight. Can't wait to speak to you. Like that goes a long way, and it relieves both of you. So that part of your brain that would be trying to say in in the back of your mind, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. You get to end that. How exciting. Like You don't have to have part of your brain focused on that. And then she's like, great. I got two hours now that I don't need to be near my phone because he's calling in two hours. So it's respecting of both of y'all's times. And I think this one is one of the most even looking at it, at following through on your word, it's very simple and it's it's very clear as to why this would be a thing that would gain trust. It's the little boy who cried wolf and no longer being the little boy who cried wolf. And you're reliable and you're consistent and it allows her feminine to go in deeper to surrendering to you because she knows that you're going to follow through.
3: You just made being on time way sexier. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> this is a note that I'm definitely taking. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I think and one of the things that I would love to point out on this one is if you continue to set plans and times that then you move 90% of the time, right? If like, if every one of your 6 p.m. phone calls then gets moved to 8 p.m. or then 9 p.m., then there's also, it actually kind of goes back to your part number two about integrity is like, you're not being honest with yourself with what you can and cannot handle. Mm -hmm. So like, there's a lack of awareness there and that Mm -hmm. lack of awareness, that lack of consciousness in the masculine, it becomes untrustworthy in the feminine. Yeah. And that's one of the things I've learned from John Weinland, which is almost every feminine complaint, if not all feminine complaints, can be traced back to a man's lapse of consciousness.
3: Yeah.
2: And when he lapses consciousness, she doesn't feel seen, she doesn't feel heard, she doesn't feel understood, not feeling felt, not feeling seen, not feeling understood. Those are all the things that cause the feminine to distrust masculine leadership. And then we'll either say, look at me or i'm gonna doubt everything that you're doing, like these are the mechanisms for from what i 've been understanding the feminine energy to say you're fucking up, dude, <laughs> you know what I mean, or you 've triggered something an un, an unhealed wound that the feminine has in the past that maybe has very little to do with you, but more often than not it's the way that you're showing up and transmitting mm-hmm.
1: I think there it's important to realize there's micro adjustments. I love that you brought this timing thing up there's like micro like You don't often reschedule, but this time you do and you're going to be very clear about it. And then there's macro, like on a macro level, if you're pushing things back left and right, yeah, then too, then she's going to start to think you're always going to end up pushing it back. And she's not going to take your six o'clock time seriously because she knows there's going to be an eight o'clock time coming. So that's a personal responsibility to see how often are you rescheduling things around and moving things around? Because if you are, you're probably in your feminine. You're probably, uh, yeah. you're probably in your feminine. You, you don't know how to hold a pose, which for this conversation means hold true to your word. You don't know how to just, I'm going to hold true to this word. You're going to be, well, what do I feel like now? I feel like taking this call instead. And I feel like, are you on purpose with your calendar and that structure? or Are you in the flow of your feeling?
3: What this is telling me, like we started off with masculine and feminine energies. When I look at you know my past or other relationships that are out there, like what we fight about, like those friction moments, are all the surface level. And what we're talking about here is like the cause, the root level of why this stuff. Like, why is it a big deal? I'm busy. Like, why do I have to be on time all the time? Like, this is a pain in the ass. Like, oh, because underlying all that really is, you can't trust me. And here's the evidence. But what we're going to hear from our feminine is not that. It's just the resistance back, it's the angriness that comes out of it. So, this is like the
2: playbook <laughs> for all those symptomatic sort of situations. One of the things that I've learned in being in this eight month salon with Madeline and, and John Wineland is there's is a lot of women who have brought up this complaint. Almost every woman, I think, in the group has brought up the complaint of how often men complain about how busy they are, how many responsibilities that we have, how much is on our plates. And that is actually one of the biggest complaints of the masculine, which is burden. We actually, we want a lot on our shoulders because it makes us feel like a provider. It makes us feel validated. It makes us feel valuable. And then at the same time, we have this deep craving for freedom, like just the number one fantasy, I've I've written an article about this, the number one middle-aged male fantasy is surprisingly boring, it's to just go fucking live on an island by themselves for a period of time where we have nothing on our shoulders. But because we have a lot on our shoulders and then we complain about it, I've heard from the women in this group very candidly, they're like, yo, it's fucking a tired story. You sound like every dude that I've ever come into contact with and doesn't make you sexy that you have this much on your shoulders because it looks like you're not aware. And this goes back to Madeline, your, your point about integrity, you're not aware of what you can and cannot handle if you're complaining about this shit. So again, when it comes down to being able to follow through, a big part of it is recognizing the conditions of your life that you've created for yourself as a man, accepting that, recognizing that you may be burdened at some point, but then to still be able to hold space for your feminine partner and say, when it's 8 p.m., I'm going to call you and she doesn't need to question it. Mm-hmm. That's fucking hot. And then the feminine can relax knowing that you've got her. And that's powerful.
1: Can I add one little thing here? Please. So we talk a lot, at least in my world, around the divine feminine, around the pain point that we're healing as women, the lineage of being killed, being murdered, being raped, being sold, being dismissed, having our, you know, our necks hung. Like We're learning how to get our voice back because a lot has happened with our, our throats in the past 10,000s of years. And in our bodies, our entire bodies, there's lots of pain that our body is now releasing slowly. The masculine has it too. The masculine has their own pain point. And it is, it is one of burden because since we didn't, as women, bring home the bacon and make money and climb the corporate ladder until more recently, that has been all of you. You built a lot of infrastructure and were the head honchos in government and the head of the household. And On top of that, you weren't allowed to feel your feelings because that was weak and then no woman would want you. Even like the locker room talk from being a boy going into Wall Street and how the way that they party and talk about women, there there is a big pain point in the masculine that they are healing. So like the, oh, the burden, oh, I've got so much to do. It is because of your own life, but it is also because of the men that have come before you. Yeah. And I, I want to have some compassion for that too, because I'm one of those people that sometimes will want to roll my eyes to be like, oh, you're busy, I'm busy, blah, 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 blah. I'm busy, like I'm doing just as much as you are, all of this. But then I have to remember, oh, yeah, like we have our own lineage and pains that we're healing as women today, and so do men, very big ones. Lots of stuff has happened. And the more you dive into the history of man, the more like killings have happened, like, right? There's wars. Like, all of this is because because of y'all, right? And oftentimes because it was about a woman, like Helen of Troy, you know, like we're we're all doing this together in some way, but I also do want to have compassion for that burdened wound that y'all are carrying.
2: Thank you. That means a lot. Our listeners really appreciate that as well. So Madeline, hit us with the number four.
1: Number four is going unconscious in transitions.
2: What does that mean?
1: Mm, Going in like the transitions of life. So oftentimes we think about the event. Let's take, for example, a couple and they just had sex for the first time and it was beautiful or maybe really awkward, but you just had sex. You just had this moment where she was entered. She was penetrated. It's a big deal. No matter how we make sex sound in the culture, it's a big deal, especially to her body. And sometimes it's the aftercare that is the most important. The minute you exit her body, what do you do? Do you then think about, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. I need a shower. Or I need some water can you have that masculine presence and ground yourself in that moment? Because she's most likely going to disassociate in the transition. She okay. probably will. Yeah. And he probably will too. They both will. Because what often happens is there is a cultural dropping, right? So culturally, a lot of times, The masculine has dropped the feminine right after sex to go do whatever he needs to do. Get dressed, leave, go take a shower, whatever. So she might disassociate so that it doesn't hurt so bad when it happens. She might go off into her own wonderland because now what? Does he still love me? Does he still like me? Will he stay? Will he text me later? Like That's her version of dissociation. And his dissociation is, more about purpose. What do I do now? Where do I need to go? So she's going into loveland and daydreaming and fear maybe and then he's going into the next linear part of his day. So in transition after you have sex. I wrote a I wrote a thing about this on Instagram a while ago because it's very important to me that moment when you separate your bodies, can you still keep your hearts connected? If you notice and you feel that she's going into some other place, can you sweetly touch her chin? And pull it over to you and say, Are you still with me, baby? Yep. Oh, oh my gosh, how I just got goosebumps like thinking about that, like afterwards showing that you are still important. I still love you because we have been used for sex. We have been used for sex so long, so many, and that is a huge pain point for us. So showing us with your presence, your energy, and your eye contact, you're still with us, heals that wound for us.
2: What could be. Like for a man who's maybe had sex for the first time with this partner or someone who's had sex for the twelve thousandth time with their partner, what could a two-minute transition look like? This is such a masculine question, but like what could a two-minute transition after sex look like for any man?
1: Hmm. Well, one is an energetic thing. It's just feeling her, feeling her body, feeling her heart. Is she is she holding her breath? Is she breathing? Does she seem kind of frozen? Is she in a fight or flight? Is she trying to leave? Is she trying to disassociate? Like just feeling and getting out of your own, what's going on with me? What do I need next? But feeling her because she's the more emotional being. She's having more happen. I feel pretty confident saying that. There's most likely more happening in her body and her mind of, woohoo or ah, like maybe she's just full of like feeling amazing and she wants to elongate that. So the transition, I love the example I give of just the chin if she starts looking off or maybe she is she's not looking off and she's not disassociating, she's really with you and you just stay with her and you hold her for a bit and you can even give your masculine clarity. I want to cuddle here with you for about 10 minutes and then I need to get in the shower. Right. That's a container both of you can drop into so that you're not wondering, how long do I need to do this? Uh Uh-oh, is this going to be forever? I really need to do stuff. And she's not like, ah, this is the best. This is going to be forever. You know, there's the clarity. Like, never underestimate the power of clarity.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think think about the way that, like, sex could happen is, okay, if, if you're wearing a condom, it's like, boom, you get up, you take the condom off, you go to the bathroom, you flush it, and then you bring your phone back and you're like, hey, let's order food. And then all of a sudden you've like that transition is pretty sloppy versus what you're saying is like, can you hang in there and like still stay connected during that transition where she's most likely going to disassociate and show your Mm. presence. You may not be in love with this person. Let's say if you're having sex with them for the first time, or maybe you just don't have love with this person, it doesn't mean that you need to transmit love, but it means that you transmit consciousness. consciousness for sure.
1: You can take off your condom and go put it down the toilet in a conscious way. I love that you brought this thought because this is is a very regular thing a lot of people experience is like, okay, I got to go clean up. She has to go to the bathroom. Like you need to go do those things. But there is a way you can still remain connected. And that could be through a firm grasp, through saying, I will be back, through eye contact, through breath, through breathing with her. And then when you return, whenever you go do your separate things, like coming back and again, resuming some breath, even if it's just for one minute, and feeling her. Like she will know when you are feeling her and when you are thinking about ordering pizza. <laughs> she might Would be thinking about pizza too. I, yeah, I, I was gonna say, if he got back in bed and ordered some Grubhub or something, I think I'd.
3: The most conscious I'd, thing you can do as a man is order food on Grubhub. So.
1: Feel what she needs. Does she need a burger? Does she need. <laughs> yeah, that's
2: great. Awesome. Well, Madeline, take us home on this last mm-hmm. one, which I know is probably saved like the most provocative one for yeah. last year. What do you got for us?
1: The last one is defending yourself rather than listening to her.
2: We don't do that. Did I just do that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> what I wrote here, and I'll say this verbatim, the feminine has been shushed, poked, prodded, limited, beaten, sold, raped, separated, mutilated, and silenced since the beginning of humankind. And what we need now in order to heal, in order for the feminine to heal, so you're not just doing it for her and this this human body, you're doing this for the feminine energy in general, meaning the forest, the Amazon forest that are burning down for the air, for the water, the rain, the jungle, but you're, you're doing it for emotions in general. When you listen to her and you start to change the paradigm of how these interactions go, you are healing the feminine. It is very, very, very important. Everyone takes this point home with them. Our world in general, whether you're a man or woman, does not need more defending. Hmm. We don't need more defending. Where has it gotten us? really? look at your look at your fights or when she brought a concern to you, and you immediately jumped into defending your stance. Did she say, "Oh, I get it. I love that. Never mind, with a connected heart. like truthfully, she meant it. Or did she fight you harder? Did she create resentment? Did she feel silenced? Did she have fight or freeze or flight response? any of those is not healing to the collective. And if you're defensive, besides her feeling silenced and shushed and maybe hurt, that's probably what you're doing to your own feminine energy within yourself.
2: This one is so challenging, Madeline, but it's so important. And here's a prime example of something that happened recent. We were all a part of this where early on in the John Wineland program, I totally fucked up the calendar. I, I missed one of our online calls as a group. And so you're supposed to have that shit together. I'm usually really good with my integrity around this thing. I just didn't put it on the calendar. I didn't show up. And so I recorded this three-minute video apologizing, but explaining why I missed the call and how busy I've been and all this stuff. And I posted to the Facebook group And then I got eviscerated by the women in the group, eviscerated. Like, I'm talking like some video responses. They were like, I don't want to fucking hear your excuses. You know, the masculine is always so busy. This went back to the busy thing, the busy complaint. And I, and Brian, you remember this, like, I was just, I was furious. I wanted to defend. But in that moment, after some of that, like, you know, the blood boiling came back down, what I looked for was where are they right? Mm -hmm. Where are they right? Like this is the mechanism guys you need to hear is when when she's coming at you with a complaint Search for where are they right and where they were right was my video which was all about me explaining about why I was so busy Mm -hmm. and why I have all these things on my plate versus Really what they wanted to know was they they wanted me to acknowledge the impact That it had on them my absence my no-show and Mm -hmm. by just tweaking that during my apology would have made all the difference in the world, they gave me a golden nugget, even though it was buried in a lot of vitriol and a lot of aggression that like didn't feel good for me. What was in there was the secret to the way to solve a lot of these future situations. So what is it? Where are they right? Is what you're that,
3: that is so important. And I aspire to one day not have to use that hack where I'm just like, ah, let me see what's right here. Let me, let's, let me like feel this. But it's such a great hack. I know I I got into a conversation with my girlfriend where she brought me something that felt like absolute bullshit. And I could feel myself just defend, 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 defend. And then I looked at her as she was talking, not hearing what she was saying. And I was like, I love this woman. I choose to be with her. I believe she's smart. Yeah. If there is 1% truth and it's just 1%. What is that? Yeah. Mm. And so it's the same thing that you're saying is like, what could be? What could be right? And so if we could live in this world of like not right and wrong, but instead like what could be and get curious around these things, wow, there's so much the the feminine and our partners can like teach us
2: and help us understand. Yeah. And going back to the, the, the basic complaints always go back to a lapse of consciousness on some respect until she feels seen, felt, understood, heard as soon as like you can figure out where she's right and then acknowledge that, where she feels seen, heard, felt, understood. Madeline, tell me if I'm wrong. But that's the listening that you're asking us for, not the defending.
1: Mm-hmm. I love what you both just said. And that's something that I've had to sit with because I'm I defend myself too because I was raised by defenders. So I'm a defender. And that's been something that I have really tried to integrate into my life. And one day I hope that it's instantaneous of where they write, but it's not easy. It's not easy at all. And it goes so far to hear someone just say, I hear you. I can't even explain how much I crave my father just to listen to something I say about my childhood that didn't feel right. And him say, I hear you because even though I had a, a good childhood, a great loving household, there was still a lot that was really hard and they won't hear it. Not a single, single, single thing will they hear that something wasn't conducive and helpful to my upbringing. Like even starting just there, like this wasn't optimal. They won't hear it. And that comes out in my relationships now as I go into partnership with the masculine. It's almost like I'm like, what about you? Are you going to hear me? You know, so we might test a little bit to see if there's a holding or there's a defending. And I love what you said about just seeing her and saying, I love her. I love her. I dated this military person for a while, and uh, I remember the first month that we were together, he said it very full of pride, just, well, I'm very challenging to argue with because I argue with logic and not emotions, so you'll never uh. win. And that's really important. Emotions, logic for the masculine is get, probably going to be the go-to, and yep. we, our go-to as the feminine are emotions. Yep. And so you have to put aside the logic to really be with the emotions because it might not make logical sense and it's not supposed to, and it doesn't need to.
2: That's huge, Madeline. You're talking about like, sometimes we say, yeah, if logic isn't working, the solution is not to throw more logic at it because Mm -hmm. you're actually going to frustrate the situation more. So I think that that's really powerful. Put the formulas away. (laughs) Put the formulas away.
1: Because it ends up being gaslighting too. It's not listening to what Mm. the person is saying and making them feel wrong for it for what they're saying. And then they're going to walk away with their like shoulders like crouched over feeling like, oh, I guess I must be crazy for feeling the way I feel when she's not.
2: Madeline, this has been awesome. I'm going to summarize the five ways that men lose credibility and trust with their women. I mean, we're going to obviously put this in the show notes as well, but number one, hesitation. Number two, integrity on what you can and cannot handle. Number three, not following through with what you said you're going to do. Number four, Going unconscious during the transitions and life is made up of the transitions, not just the events themselves. And number five, defending yourself rather than listening and looking for what is she saying or communicating that is right. These are awesome. Thank you for putting these together. Where can people find out more about you? I mentioned before that your podcast, Mind Body Musings, is excellent. You do, and I, I remember I complimented you privately a few weeks ago about how well run your show is we also looked you up on chartable it turns out that like mind body musings is top 50 all time in the US in self improvement and also in great britain so like you've really uh, obviously like just been a consistent performer that's amazing we aspire to get up there ourselves and also i think we're going to link the one that you sent to me about like explaining breaking down more about the masculine Please. and feminine polarities Those, that's it's
1: a, a, a three part series and i i made that intentionally for anyone who comes to me and says, what is a feminine? and What is the masculine? Why does polarity matter? So it's three okay. different episodes that would be super helpful.
3: I know what I'm going to listen
2: to this weekend on my run. There yeah. ah, nice. we go. And Instagram?
1: Instagram is Madeline Moon, M-A-D-E-L-Y-N-M-O-O-N.
2: Wonderful. And do you have any programs or workshops coming up that you want to let any of the women who are listening know about or anything that you may be running for men?
1: Yeah. So for the women listening or for men who have a, a feminine being in their life, I have the Feminine Spirit School, which is an eight-week course. It's all audio-based with two live Zoom calls with me. It teaches you everything you want to know about the feminine, masculine, shadow work, speaking with power and uh, letting go of words in your vocabulary that are actually feeding into the wounded feminine, inner child work, all the things. That's on my website as well as my coaching. And I do have a retreat in November called The Embodied Archetype that we have four spots left as of right now we're going into the shadow through storytelling and kind of like acting going into the parts of us that we put away by creating a whole container around it to summon it in Ooh, you
2: yeah. got a lot going on yeah yeah awesome well, we're going to link all of those in the show notes along with your five ways that men lose trust and credibility with the feminine Madeline thank you so much mm. and looking forward to doing this with you again I think on the other way right I'm not yes. with, with your group so that'll be
1: fun 100% I'm so excited it's going to be beautiful thank you for having me both of you you're wonderful
2: Madeline thank you I've got a lot of work to do so here we go <laughs> both do. <two. laughs> yeah hey did you get something of value out of this podcast if so I'm going to ask you a favor would you be so amazing as to go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and a review? Your ratings and reviews can show someone who's just discovered our podcast for the first time that we are worth listening to. And that way we can reach a wider audience. So please head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review. You rock.